Welcome to The Impostress. The Impostress is hosted by me, Michael Knox, and Graham Drew, two rather insecure frauds who will be exploring the motivating and debilitating experiences we all have with imposter syndrome, with a sneaky suspicion that it might just be your superpower, if you let it. Sophia Lefebvre. My mom is Poom Lefebvre, the chief creative co-founder of Design Army. I am very proud of her to have her as my mom and she's very creative. It's really interesting to grow up under somebody who's so good at what she does and super hardworking. I think it just sets like a good influence when you're growing up as a kid and learning and being at the office and being at the company. And this is Poom Lefebvre on The Imposterous. So welcome back to The Imposterous and welcome to The Imposterous Poom Lefebvre. I was working in Hong Kong and I was, had a couple of teammates who attended liaisons. Uh-huh. I think you might have been a mentor there or you're at least speaking there and they came back yep. raving about a presentation um, that you oh, had given. Wow. It might have been in like 2018, maybe 2017 yeah. even. Yeah, I, I do the speaking for the young creative every year at LAA. Yeah, yeah they loved it. And we were working at the time on um, Hong Kong Tourism Board and you had just done your first, I think, or were about to launch the first Hong Kong the Ballet. Hong Kong Ballet, yeah. Yeah, which, um, which I'm sure we'll talk about. We've been having a lot of conversations about the relationship that might exist between imposter syndrome or, or kind of feeling like you're you're not quite right, not quite good enough, not quite ready for the job and confidence and the confidence to allow your ideas to to take up space in a room. And listening to you talk and knowing your work and, you know, hearing what you've said about it before, um, you're a big believer in the work and you really kind of throw all yourself all in on that. And just wondering, mm-hmm. though, how do you convince people to to see it the way that you see it, to see your passion for it? I think it's quite simple for me, the way I present work to the client or, you know, uh, some part like a partner that we want to collaborate it is by draw, draw it up, sketch it up. It's as simple as that. You know, a lot of we we, um, like some of the work that you have seen, you know, that was done by Design Army, everything that we do always start with sketch. And it's a very raw form. And, and I'm a firm believer that if you can't draw, you can't see. This is a fascinating, right? Because I guess the way that the industry has gone over a number of years has been somewhat to move away from this idea of being able to sketch up a layout and kind of rough up thoughts. Yeah. But you're, you're there. You're very much in the, that. Aren't you? I'm so old school when it's come to the design process because, you know, people always like just jump onto the computer and, you know, experiment, experiment. But, you know, I think there's something about a piece of paper and a pencil that where you get your idea and your, 
raw whatever intuition down in a piece of paper. As a designer, you you sketch it out. As a writer, you write, right? And it's yes. nothing that complicated. It's a very primitive way of convince clients for us anyways like you know people think we do like crazy full-blown animation presentation for the client no we sketch the idea down in pencils black and white sketch walking through the idea and you know part of the success um, when you sell something to someone or sell an idea difficult idea to the client is to be able to present with confidence and it's not just present. It's like, it's, I never think that we're going to make a presentation today. It's all about like, we're going to take the client to imagine imaginary trip today. And we're going to, you know, tell, walk through the story in a fun way. Because at the end of the presentation, you want to um, convince the client to take the leap with you, to like buy into your dream. And, you know, part of a presentation process that like you have to truly be passionate about the idea and the thing that you presented, because it will come through that. But if you are not passionate about the idea or confident about the idea, how can you expect a client to buy into that? You know, so like you, you, you almost, I don't know, people say, you know, fake it until you make it. You can't fake this kind of thing. You have to believe in your work. You have to believe in your teamwork. If, if you don't believe in your teamwork, you have to make changes until like it's right. And, and, and I think the client can feel that, that passion, that belief, that confidence, um, you know, because we as a creative, we ask the client to buy into some crazy idea and that's not easy. Yeah, there's a lot in that because your work is so rich. There's such a richness in the in the color and 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 the feeling and the design of it. But um, it starts off, like you say, is the ability to to sketch to see it in its in its simplest form. And there's a long way between that and and you touched on something there. And I want to ask you about the idea that design is ever changing. And you've talked about this that it's a changing, that it's moving, that it's kind of like um, evolving, and that you're looking for ways to improve always in looking for ways to make it better. What's your relationship like with, uh, with perfection? Well, you know, I, I, I say a lot um, to my team, you know, people say design is in the detail, you know, practice make perfect. But for me, design is the detail, right? The, the, that perfection or the quest for um, creating a perfect design, it just in uh, in our DNA, I think everyone work at Design Army is expecting to, you know, try their own very, like, you know, best uh, craft the idea that is unique and never been done before, which is hard to do. In order to get there, though, Michael, the, the process of um, sketching or creating idea is quite messy. Right. Yeah. You know, and um, so back to like the, you know, detail is part of the creative process. Um, how can I explain this? I don't know. Some people think like, you know, being detail is like, you know, type A and it's too much and it's not necessary. Sometimes you just have to let it go and go with the flow. I think it works with some agency, but for us, I think precision is key, you know, and, and I, we don't want... Um, any unclear communication, you know, among 
us among our partner, whether it's director, sound designer, musician, or whoever we collaborated, I'm, I'm pretty precise um, yeah. in terms of direction, what we want to do. So, you know, that's in the detail, right? Ability as a creative, as a creative rate leader, I believe the good one are the one that can um, articulate what they see and what they want, but allow people to take that idea further. But you have yeah. to be very clear. I think the worst thing that can happen is when the re- direction that come in is unclear. I guess the name of Design Army, you, you, <laughs> you, you, you can really latch onto this idea of there being clarity and, and precision and then also to the end result being being art. Um, yeah. You know, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's about, you know, it's funny. It's like about precision, but in the way we want our work to be perfect, but not constipated either. Yeah. You know, I, sometimes it's too perfect and it's like there's no room to, like you don't want to be that either, right? So it's like the fine line between, yes, have it going with the flow, but, something going to happen and something is not going to be, you know, when we shoot Hong Kong ballet, for example, it's rained mm. the whole entire time and no one can ever tell. I was just going to cry no, for that two day. We can't change. And it's <laughs> the behind the, the scenes, time. you're having a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's miserable. It's miserable. Shoot. It's rain all the time. You ask 50 plus dancer to jump in the air, you know, and then we got to like clean it up, just make sure it's safe. And it was quite stressful. But every every person who worked on that crew, hundred some people, was very clear in terms of what we are trying to achieve at as an end goal. I mean, for everyone, you know, from um, choreographer, dancer, director, makeup artist, hair person, prop, lighting, it's super clear. So there's you know, yeah. there's a clarity and there's also that, um, you know, ability to let go a little bit when, you know, certain thing in life you just can't control, like yeah. monsoon coming in Hong Kong. What do you do? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you <know>? Yeah. <laughs> Pray for a T8. <laughs> um, so there's no doubt that Design Army are prolific and we've had conversations on the imposterous here with a number of our guests about the need to, to, to make and to, and to make a lot. How important it is to, is that to you to stay busy to you know keep making and to to keep dreaming because um, that's that's kind of like a lot of this work is that. How important is that to you? For me, it's really important. For some of my designer, not as important. And it's there's no right or wrong, right? Everyone' creative yeah. process is different. Some of my creative can you know, they think about this all the time. We send stuff via message, Instagram or whatever, when we see something cool. And some people, they work really intense between nine o'clock to five o'clock on Friday, and they have to just shut off and go for a hike or something and not think about for two days and then they come back fresh. So there's really no right or wrong. But for me, I I can't shut it off. I, I like to always stay pretty active. Um, you know, when I'm not working, I like to look at trends and what's going on in culture. So, you know, work is not really work for me, which yeah, like it's, it's a blessing. Right. And, and my, my husband is like, you never shut off. I, I work all the time, but for me, like it's, I'm not working. I really not working. 
yeah. right? Even though, you know, to him, what I'm doing is working. So it's like yes. the mindset, like when we started design, I mean, almost 20 years ago, we, we are completely different, like so opposite, right? So every day, you know, I tell myself that there's going to be good day and bad day as a business owner. But one thing I have to tell myself that, you know, it's a mindset that I love working. Work is fun and it's going to go up and down, but work is fun and I love working. I just like almost have to keep convincing myself about that. So like you don't have that feeling on a Monday morning and go, oh, it's Monday. Yeah. I yeah. think that's a road kill, especially someone like myself who have to lead the whole entire team. You know, I have to have a lot of positive energy, especially in the begin, beginning of the of, uh, you know, Monday morning of where we are going this week. You know, they have you have to have a North Star, a goal to reach. Right. Mm -hmm. so, so it's not just la la land and, and time is something not to be wasted. And um, we are really efficient and fast uh, when it's come to creative process. I, we don't do a lot of brainstorm meetings, sit down together, look at each other. What do you think? You know, I know ad agency is doing a lot of that. We don't do that at all at Design Army. Um, the process is quite weird and different. It's almost like our process of um, creating a campaign is that everyone has to go dream alone. Yes. Right. But when you dream, you dream alone, you don't dream as a group. And when we, the minute we sit down and do the brainstorm together, either me or like couple creative director who have a bigger personality and voice always take over the meeting. And, you know, mm -hmm. I find that that's not like, I would rather hear from the really quiet girl um, who just started and, you know, she's like, might not speak perfect English and um, she's Korean and, and, and we want to hear her dreams. Yes. We want her dream to have a seat in the table. So that's why a lot of time when I, you know, brief a project to the whole entire team, we'll be like, okay, here's a brief. Everyone go on your own, do your me time. And a week afterward, come back and we'll do the we time. And we'll go one by one um, to listen to the concept. Yeah, that, that's a really great way of working, isn't it, for, for particularly what you do, that you have the time on your own to think about mm -hmm. it, to come back together, like you say, so it's not a, hey, what do we all think? Um, and maybe you do get to, to that point. I, I want to ask you about never really feeling like you were working, but, you know, being, being at work because you had said somewhere that when you came to the US as a foreign exchange student that you really found your voice through art. Mm-hmm. Can we talk about that? Can we talk about experience of being a foreigner in a new city and how art allowed you to, I guess, communicate and fit in and learn at the same time? Because that's a powerful thing and that's what you, where you are now, right? You've kind of taken that with you. Art is my calling, really. It's like, or design art. I'm, I'm, I'm a designian, you know, like designing <laughs> is my religion here. Um Personally, like growing up in Bangkok, Thailand, I was always the art kids. I was 
really good with drawing and painting since I was like two years old. I was that gifted kid at the school always sent me for the Thailand art competition. At the age of 16, I had an opportunity to do a foreign exchange student here in the U.S. for like a year. And that was my um, high school year. So imagine yourself, Michael, when you're 16, you have to go to another, let's say, go to China with a suitcase yeah. by yourself. And it's not, you know, Beijing or Shanghai, right? It is in the middle of nowhere and yeah. no one speaks English. So what do you do? It's like, it's like the, I, I couldn't, you know, at that time I, I went to uh, high school in Virginia and it was a very lonely first three months, loneliest time in my life, really, because it's the first time that I was by myself in a foreign country, did not really speak the language. I stay with the host family and yeah. and you are the outsider, right? You you I mean, you are mm. in 12th grade. Going in 12th grade, every, and it was a huge high school too. So all the high school, they already have friend groups and stuff. So you're not belong there. You sit in cafeteria eating by yourself, you know, during lunchtime. And, you know, finally, I think one girl, you know, came up to me. She was another foreign exchange student from Germany. And then I ended up just have like one friend for three months. Fast forward, you know, a um, couple months, I, art was one of the class that I took because I'm super good at it, right, as a kid in Thailand. So then I started like drawing and painting and everyone went crazy because, right. <laughs> because that's like, you know, it's like I express like, you know, my feeling and bring like this Thai technique, culture and like the use of color that it's so different than most kids in high school here. And they end up like won so many design and art competition for the school. And then I become somewhat popular and like people know me. So right. that art, you know, was my savior um, in a way. And then, you know, I got to know a lot of friends and I was somebody at high school. So again, you know, it was a way for me to express who I was, show my culture and my Thai drawing skill, which people have never seen before in their life, um, obviously. And, and, and it was just different. Yeah, because it is pure communication then, isn't it? It is, it is like your way of communicating became yeah. art. And it's like everyone, like you're saying, is everyone wanted to listen or everyone could actually partake in, in that and regardless of any barriers that, you know, you being the 16-year-old from another country in a foreign um, school and that removes a lot of barriers, doesn't it? Yeah, and you, you can tell a story without a word, right? I mean, that's what art does like it you can draw a huge drawing or painting and create this visual first um piece of communication of what's in my head so yeah, i think that's i mean they still stick with me today you know design army practice is we are the visual first design agency and we communicate everything through design lens and be very clear about that too. If you go to our website, I mean, that's, mm. that's what we do. You know, if you want visual first campaign, we are, you you know, we are your guys. Yeah. That's what we do best. 
Can I ask you then also, and I think you've mentioned this before and you mentioned this just a moment ago about, and it kind of, it does come back to this thought of being born and raised in Bangkok, an amazing city and what, and what you know, what, what that brings and the energy that brings. And you mentioned not wasting time. Yeah. Before you're a big believer in that, aren't you? That um, the time is to be used and used well. And is that something you learned young? Or um, is this about observation and, and kind of like what? No, you I think it's came when I came to this country. You know, like right. it's it's become a deadline, right? Time's become a deadline for my life. When I came here, and I know I want to go back. Uh, I had to go back after 12 months, but then I really love it here in the U.S. So I apply for college and there's a deadline by myself and I got partial scholarship to go there, school in Virginia. And then, you know, when I was in college, I also want to stay here. I didn't want to go back to Thailand because I just like the way um, Americans, you know, they're very free thinker and I can express anything with like pure freedom without any um, censorship, uh, especially, you know, when you practice art and design, like you, you, you don't want a lot of censorship you know, in Thailand. Sometimes it can be limited, uh, certain things you cannot say and so forth. When I came here, you have to be right. very observant because you, you can, if you're not careful where you're going, you, 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 you get killed. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> right. you got, you got to be careful as a girl by yourself in a city, like you need to be aware and awake at all time. So you right. kind of learn and develop that, you know, know how to watch your backs and see where you're going, have a plan of attack of where we're going. So we're not just like walk around, like, without purpose can i yeah. ask you I don't, I, like, I don't like wasting time yeah. at all design army strikes us as a reinvention business and you've been quoted as saying um i never think we're at the top of our game we'll always keep climbing to the top of a mountain we have to outdo ourselves are you most comfortable with this idea of um, being in a state of evolution, a state of change? Is that where you're comfortable? Yes, and I think it's a fact, right? I mean, I think, I mean, I have been in this business almost 20 years and, you know, we have done some great stuff that is different, you know, uh, we, we bring a new, uh, different point of view, but I think when you let yourself believe that you're at the top of the mountain is a very dangerous place to be because the only way, um, if you stand on top, on the top of mountain, the only way is down. Yeah. So I always strive and tell ourselves and our team that we are like, you know, in the little bit above the middle and we are just going to keep going and like, together as a team, as an army to reach the next goal, because that next goal is always change, right? I mean, the, the, the design um, is changing the way people shop is changed. Gen Z, new generation is don't shop the same way as, you know, millennial generation or our generations, you know, why are we, we, we have to con continue reinventing ourselves all the time. And it's, you know, it's really healthy to not be afraid to disrupt yourself. 
Mm. I think it's important actually to to always stay at the edge. You know, taking risks is the only way to be at the forefront, and it's super uncomfortable. It is annoying to have to keep learning, but that's the only way to stay in business. I don't know how else otherwise. And you find that with your work too, because if you you know you look at what you're making, you're you're very vocal about the fact that design is kind of like changing. It's kind of like there's this understanding of of what it was, but there's also this need to to keep moving with what it will be because your work has done that, right? It's changing what what you actually do. Right. I mean, like, you know, we used to design brochure, like 20 years ago, brochure, annual report, print. I mean, great. I was so good with law. I had done so many logo in my life. And then, you know, it's changing to our direction, a lot of editorial fashion, like really crazy photo shoot. Then it's changing to like movie and, you know, sound design, branding. So like things is changing, you know, but our root is always in the design. And now it's like the metaverse. Okay, now what? What are we going to do? Mm. You know, I have a 16-year-old daughter here. Like she never watched TV. She's playing game with her friend and game. It's just like an Instagram in our generation. I mean, they, that's how they communicate. You know, are we still going to design a website direct to consumer? How about think now of how are we going to design a direct to avatar consumer D2, you know, change. How do we design from D to C to D to A? Mm. We got to like, you know, dream and be scared. I mean, I have no idea. I mean, I don't play all those games that my daughters play, but I can see it that if we continue doing what we are doing and not adapting, we'll be dead in two years. Yeah, I think uh, well, I think that's 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 a healthy that's a healthy understanding of where you are, right, and where where we are and where this industry is. Yeah, and yeah, and it, it it's like it change is always gonna be coming. I mean, and you know, with the pandemic last two years, everything changed. It's almost like as much as you think like you did so well for the first 20 years in business now it's everyone is on the equal playing field again mm. you know with yeah. all the um metaverse web3 nft i mean there's a huge opportunity in that space you know how are we going to be relevant in that space that's the question that i'm asking ourselves and our team right now yeah Prim, this has been a great conversation and thanks for joining us on the imposterous but i wanted to wrap this up um, by asking your, your your advice and also to tell us a story and i know it's a story you probably told but i am interested to know how you landed your first client and we want to know how you're going to get your next one your next client how's that going to happen um my first client found us through a yard sale sign so um, literally, Jake and I was moving to a new house. We were just recently get married and then we want to get rid of some of the stuff. So I designed like beautiful poster, say, you know, <laughs> yard sale, yard sale, garage sale this Sunday at one, two, three. And it's like ridiculous, right? It's like beautiful design. I post it all over the city in Washington and 
that Sunday it was three o'clock. We about like to close down our shop. There's only a few things left. And this guy come in, pull like two yard sale sign. He literally is like, is this the place who designed this yard sale? And <laughs> yeah. I was like, uh, me, can I help you? And he was like, well, I starting my own, um, my, me and my partner started a new business together and uh, we are looking for the designer. And those two people was the left-hand and right-hand person of Bill Clinton. And they were, you know, a bit of Bill Clinton term right. was done and they were starting a consulting firm here in DC called Scott Dula, which lead us to um, a new client, Washington Ballet. And, you know, other big client like HRC and many, many important institutions in Thailand. So it was a lucky, you know, um, again. Well, everything's an opportunity, lucky. isn't it? Everything. Yeah, everything, <laughs> everything is an opportunity when you, again, you know, through art and design, right? If I would just do hand done and black and white and piece of paper, we would not get that client who yeah. pretty much, you know, where we start design army with. And what about your next client? What's what's what? How are you getting them? Where are they coming from? What are they you coming know, for? The um, client find us. We have been really, real, real lucky through word of mouth, and um, they they always find us. We usually don't pitch business at all. Um, the client that come through us, they already looking at our website, did some research, and they kind of know of what they are going to get before they come you know hardly we yeah we don't pitch the business at all i mm. don't believe in giving our art and design away you know maybe we would be pitched like once or twice in our whole entire design army lifetime yeah then we won both yeah i think but i think i have my own design army story working on hong kong tourism board where the client who i think you've worked with since said we've got to work with these guys i'm like no you've got to work with us oh, but okay. that's pretty good that stuff too but yeah i can yeah. understand that yeah and um yeah and i don't know i think you know you know back to the topic of how we are so insecure you know as creative um the last thing i have to say is that you know the worst thing you can do to yourself is like try to be someone else, really. I mean, the better version of Pum is a better Pum. A better version of Michael is a better Michael. And there's nothing better than that, right? So, you know, not don't try to be anyone else or like doubt who you are, because mm -hmm. all of us has something to give, you know, our background, you know, I was born and raised in Thailand, I studied here and that mix and, you know, now I'm in, in DC and all those experience and life um, hardship or things that we learn through our life, it's really valuable. And, you know, we all have an opportunity to bring our story and our experience to a client, to a team, to someone. You know, so I don't think, you know, self-doubt is really healthy, healthy. I think think positive and really tell yourself that I can do this. I can contribute, you know, uh, my idea and my feeling and my experience to whatever project you work on. I mean, that's, you know, it should be everyone North Stars.
Yeah, yeah, that's fantastic. I think that one of the things that we do enjoy here is um, having conversations that can help people find or understand or just realize their their value. You know, and we really, you know, on that note, value this conversation today. Puma, it's been fantastic um, talking to you from Washington, D.C., joining us today. Thanks a lot. Thanks. That was fun. Nice. Yeah, thank you. The Imposterous is produced by Andrew Stevenson at We Love Jam Studios, the best music and sound house in Australia. If you would like to catch up on the other episodes in this series or previous, visit theimposterous.com. For all other updates or to make contact, follow us on Instagram at the underscore imposterous. Bye.